You know, I was really looking forward to wearing my Antonio Gates shirt that I just got to work today, and little did I know it was going to be everywhere but work. Is that... When, when, when whatever this is finally takes me in the next couple of weeks, just know that I didn't want Cemetery Gates played. <laughs> what's, the, what's the most offensive song someone could play if you died? To you. Done with the sickness. <laughs> um, Actually, yeah. no, it'd, pro- it'd probably be... Uh, Fuck. Um, it would be off of the uh, 50 Cent G-Unit album, whatever, the one that came out in like 2002, 2003. Yeah, I'm still on board, actually. I might still know what you're talking about. I think what, anything off that, where he's talking about going to the club, like in every song. I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care about you. My roommate used to just blast it all the time in college, so it was it was a nightmare. I don't know how I got through it. Yeah, I don't know how you got through that either, especially knowing you now. I was actually trained for it. My, well, growing up, my brother was obsessed with the Spice Girls, so every day he would just play the Spice Girls music. How old is your brother? He's a little fucking older than you, right? Four years older than me. Jesus. Uh, our room was covered uh, wall-to-wall, even the ceilings, with Spice Girls stuff. Jesus. Yeah. Is this the baseball legend? <laughs> the all-American Ken Casares. What a fucking... What a wrinkle in that storyline. <laughs> <laughs> he really liked Eminem, Jay-Z, and uh, Puff Daddy, and whoever he was collaborating with at the time. Like, see, that all is very logical and makes sense. But, like, the Spice Girls was the main thing. Well, Spice Girls is the main thing, and he was, what, 15? No, he was 18. I was 14. Right, so, did they just make him haired? Uh, sure. No. I mean, I, like guess, I guess at 18, you can have a legitimate appreciation for pop music, especially if you're... I mean, maybe I just don't know because I'm one of those... I'm one of us. I never liked pop music. I think my brother is the reason why I hate as much music as I do. Because then I went to college and I just started hating more music. And I was like a music major. And I was like, why am I majoring something that I kind of hate? Yeah, I only only like the really fucking snooty shit. I should have majored in accounting. I was doing this opportunity. Before my body started shutting down on me. Yeah, I was walking around, I was listening to a lot of death metal last weekend, and I was like, you know what? I'm better than most death metal guitar players, I think, aren't I? Um, depends on the band, but I mean, like, I was talking about I, this I was with, saying like uh, 70%. Someone. I was talking about this with someone, and I was just kind of like, so many death metal bands are like, they just want to do the same shit as every other band, and like, it just blends together, and I don't know who the bands are anymore, and I don't care. And like nobody's like tries to excel at playing. Well, I want to be very clear that nothing I listened to was recorded after 1998. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless like taking Morbid Angel out of the equation, I would probably agree with that statement. Like there, it was. It sounded it used to sound like what what Necrophagia sounds to like us, but it's you know, huh? 
but huh? it, 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 it used to sound really fast and really hard to do, and now it just sounds kind of like easy. Now it just sounds like it's scooped mids. Well, yeah, I mean, you're talking to the king of that. <laughs> I need I need some chunk in my in my tone. I need to. Well, I mean, I I got that weird chunk to it. But then again, I'm playing. I have an industrial tone. I keep forgetting that. You're the junkie chunk man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll take a cab to your house and we can record a death metal version of the junkie chunk man. <laughs> Logic doesn't do do blast beats very well. It does not. I got a um so we were doing the uh I do the pro wrestling crate every month now. Which besides the fact that I got a sweet gun club drawstring bag this month. <laughs> uh so it doesn't t- it tells you who's gonna be in it, but it doesn't tell you what you're getting. And this one had the honky tonk man on it, and listener fucking hates the honky tonk man. Like if I get a honky tonk man shirt, I'm going to wear it. I don't know what to tell you. But Maybe it was the continental just, champion of all time. It's not even debatable. It's the, That's why I said it. Yeah. Not only is it his gimmick, it's not debatable. Maybe Santino Morella, but... Yeah. Um, Jericho and Miz, too, but... Yeah, but they didn't need it. Uh, no, they didn't need it. No, it's... Honky only had it once, and he held it for longer than all of them. Yeah, Honky Perfect Santino. Uh, you know, Warrior was pretty good as IC champion too. It no was pressure. A... Yeah, I guess I agree. Man, like, ev- man invented SummerSlam. Top five, you know. Hunk, the, the hunk of perfect Mountie meter. <laughs> so, I, so I go. Hunky, right. perfect, Brett, Santino, Warrior. That's my top five. For so, so I don't like count people who went on to win the world title. I don't think because I I consider Warrior and and Hart, Bret Hart to be world champions, not intercontinental champions. I don't know yeah, why. But, I, but I, Brett, you're not wrong. But Brett's best matches in in WWF were, or some of his best matches were the IC title. It was the perfect match, the, the bulldog Piper, match, the Piper match, and then the bulldog match. It's like true. that one year span, the three all time classics. So that's true. So but that's I mean, why he, I, I always like. Plus, you know, I have the the Bret Hart tank top in my in the background here. Uh, I don't know if you can see it, but uh, uh, I, 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 know, I, I know I know that you have it. I, I've been a Bret Hart fan since I was a little kid. So you saying that actually reminds me of questions for post podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably won't remember, but yeah. I, I mean, see, you're right. Even the Warrior, his best matches were as Intercontinental Champion. I mean, that bar is low as fuck. I I thought his best matches were against Macho Man. The the rude matches were fine, too. The rude matches were good. I mean, the Macho Man ones weren't for the world title, were they? He dropped dropped it to Slaughter for that. Was one of them? I mean, that... That, um... That retirement match was good. Yeah, I love that match. Um, but also, he just elevated the title too beyond to where it was before. Like before, it was, it was the. Oh, yep, we got a little, 
hiccup there. Uh, it's before, the, it's it was, the second one, actually. I, I played through the pain on the first one. <laughs> I, I broke for that one. But, uh, yeah, Warrior, like, before Warrior, uh, before Warrior had the belt, it was definitely the number two belt. But then he brought it all the way up to being on par with the world title, you know? So I feel like he was a great Intercontinental Champion, despite the fact that he was he was not the best worker. But sometimes, you know, in-ring prowess is not all that matters. Sometimes yeah. you have to be a big muscular dude to please the big muscular dude who's running the show. Speaking of big muscular dudes, when I was drunk last Friday, I brought a I bought a homemade bleach tie dyed vintage Bill Goldberg shirt. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like Goldberg's my gimmick. I know. I think I'm just gonna sell it for more than I paid for it. There you go. I, I also it. I also bought a fucking great thing that I told I told New Jersey listener about, but I'm not gonna tell anyone from this side of the East Coast about until I get it. I'll probably flip this one too, but I want to wear it at least once. Okay. It's good. Foley is good shirt. No, come on, that's terrible suggestion. <laughs> but uh, speaking of of the Rassels, did you watch any of the Rassels this past weekend? No, I don't watch. Wow. I don't watch. I don't watch that company anymore. Well, did you watch Dynamite? I uh, no, I, I but I know what happened in one of the things. The the best part was that Dynamite was supposed to come out at six, and then the Miami Indiana game just went for another half an hour. It was the slowest moving game ever, and uh, Miami wound up winning by like eight points or something, whatever. But it was just so pointless. It was so yeah. drawn out. The last minute took about fifteen minutes. Yeah, get you get ready for this every year as long as it's going to be on TNT. Yeah, it was just it was pretty hilarious. But yeah, the Dark Order is the the best thing in wrestling right now. Um, Brody Lee is absolutely the best thing on uh, being the elite. That's a that was a definitely a, a point that I was going to make on this podcast. I was going to ask you. I was like, if you've been watching Being the Elite, you'd understand that statement because they it's like they basically took over the show. Yeah, yeah, it's the, it's absolutely the best part of the show. Like a f- like a few months ago, the elite were doing like a Chili's thing, and then like it kind of fell off because Matt didn't sign the contract, and then the Dark Order took it over, and they've been doing it ever since. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's been great. Uh, one of them said that uh, oh, I think it was Mister Brody said he was getting six uh, uh, ride along uh, lawnmowers. Hangman <laughs> Page said he was going to get a lawnmower with his. Chili's money. <laughs> it's like I don't even have a lawn, and I got. <laughs> I'm I'm so happy that they're making the most of using him. I I love how uh, that silver dude um, is like <laughs> the, the, shit, the, shit, the, the vanilla the vanilla midget. Yes, like the most vanilla midget of all the vanilla midgets. I love how he calls Stu Grayson ugly, and he's like, "Dude, you're." Bald and they have a beard. <laughs> yeah, look, look the same. Uh, it's such a such a good dynamic, and Brody's just like always like my eight year old's not so such a fucking idiot. <laughs> I love it too because it's like when like those like kind of goofy evil gimmicks get old kind of quick. 
so they're like they're giving themselves a personality especially with like a almost like with the gimmick of the of the group is that they don't have a lot of personality right like they're, they're supposed to be like foot clan pretty much or whatever but like they i don't know it's a weird thing that's working i love everything about aew um me and Chikini were talking about uh something about aew and he raised a good point um I will disagree said, with it, even if it's true, if it's bad. I, I think you'll agree with it. <laughs> and AEW, cronyism is king. Mm, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I don't think it's, I, I don't think it's a negative. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes it's a negative, sometimes it's okay. Like, I also think that they, they'll pay it off correctly. Yeah. Like, I don't it's, think, like, I don't think there'd be, like, a uh, Damian Mizdow situation where, like, He's just like the Miz's bitch for a full year. He turns and then they do nothing with it. Like, yeah, they've been better with, uh, you know, paying off angles and building people up. Uh, MJF versus Moxley's hilarious with MJF uh, talking about how he can't play with his kids. Papa, Papa, <laughs> can we have a catch? <laughs> no, son, we can't. Because your dad is mangled. <laughs> And, like, the girl is, like, forcing a smile in the background. He's going to win. You know that, right? Uh, I think it, I think he's not going to win. I don't think, I don't think they would waste it if he wasn't. I think he's, since he's undefeated, he's there. I don't, I don't know if they're going to do the undefeated MJF thing, you know? I think they're going to do it. I'd rather see him lose. And then move on to something else. Like, I don't know. The world title is kind of the secondary title to the TNT title right now, anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, that's because... I mean, Cody has to win that back, yeah? I don't know. Does he? I mean... They hadn't even gotten... The gimmick hadn't even gotten old yet. That he was doing the uh, that he was doing the the the, <coughs> the John Cena U.S. title thing. No, I know, but I don't know. Cody loves Cody, so he, he'll probably win it back. Yeah, well, I mean, it was working too. Like I liked it. Yeah, sure. Like he was having good matches with people that generally wouldn't be in that position. Like Warhorse. Like Warhorse or Sunny Kiss or like fucking. Um, I don't know, was the Janela match a, a TNT match, or was that before the... And that was in between, that was in between the semifinals and the finals, I think. Um, what the fuck? The Scorpio Sky match. Yep. Yep. I mean, even the, the Brody Lee match, too, but... Well, that was just a squash match, basically. Yeah. But it was still good. Um, I enjoyed it. I like how Anna Jay is in the Dark Order, and she's like their woman beater upper. Like when, when a woman's there to to sit on top of Cody to say "Don't hit him," like they have Anna Jay to be like, "We'll do what we want. We'll hit girls." Or maybe they we'll, had, use, we'll use girls to hit girls. The head Cody lose the TNT title because he's got some sort of weird rematch clause with MJF, and when he beats Moxley, he sneaks his way, he weasels his way into a world title match. Ugh. Because <laughs> you know they can't have him not wrestle for the world title forever. Like, yeah, what would yeah. his what, what would his dad do? 
Oh, fucking... <laughs> he'd book a match to where he could win it back. Yeah. If he, if he beats Wardlow in, in a steel cage match again, then he, can, he wins the right to challenge for the title back. And then they dusty finish it. Where it looks like Cody wins, but in all actuality, they give, they reward the match to Wardlow, and then the next <laughs> week there's a payoff match to where Cody gets back. He breaks his arm. Yeah. <laughs> I just need Cody to get fat. fat if, Co- Cody. if Cody could get fat like his dad, then we're now we're cooking. Would you settle for a big like splotch on his stomach? He stays uh, trim, but he gets the splotch. I would settle for late WCW era Dustin size. Okay. So like a tweeter. Like drug bloat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh the women's tag cup thing. I don't watch any of that. Yeah, I didn't watch it either, but I was surprised they didn't just go with Brandy and Allie, and, uh, Allie cause it's the, the wife of the guy, so figured they were just gonna do that to give them the thing, but they gave it to the good team. I don't even know what team it is. It was Diamante and Ivalice from Tough Enough. Okay. She, she was on the Stone Cold Tough Enough, and she was in, uh, Lucha Underground. So I know who she is, I don't know anything about the Tough Enough. She was just on that Stone Cold season of Tough Enough. Oh, no. What season was the Stone Cold season? Uh, it happened like nine years ago. It was the one Big Andy one. And like Vince wanted the other guy to win. But then they found out that the other guy was involved with custom wrestling. So they're like, ah, nah, we're not going to give it to you. Custom wrestling is like the, the gay stuff, right? Yeah. The, the, like the hotel room. Like wear a mask so no one knows who you are. Yeah. everyone needs a payday brother hey when you're struggling on the indies you can't be an indie darling without being someone else's darling (laughs) there's a difference between queering off and having your needs met on the road (laughs) (laughs) freight train you understand anything this guy's saying yeah <laughs> Dude, do you listen to the talk and shop the the Not podcast week, no. um K- Kozlov was on it and they were talking about how freight train no sold is kicked to the gut <laughs> <laughs> i don't think freight train like understood what to do <laughs> i don't think so either I think they were like, Fred Train, just go to the ring and start throwing everybody out, and then we'll get you out of the ring somehow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, I can do that. <laughs> I wonder if Freight Train was expecting a bigger payoff. I wonder if Freight Train knows there's a pandemic going on. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Freight Train even realizes what that pay per view was. Probably not. I mean, it's probably just like every other wrestling show he does. I got two of them on DVD. (laughs) I don't. I I got. I don't know how you managed that. I got the one. I got one where he uh, faces fucking Domino, and the other one where he faces uh, Nick Dinsmore. Was it Deuce though? 
Or was it? Oh no, Domino was uh, the other guy. Deuce, it was Deuce who was uh, Sim Snuka. Yeah, it wasn't Deuce. It was Domino. Okay. It was um, okay. Cliff Compton. Cliff Compton. That was his, his name. Yeah. Okay. I like how I forgot Domino's fake name, but I remembered Eugene's fake name, or real name. <laughs> Eugene tried to steal my beer at WrestleCon in 2013. I wouldn't let oh. Eugene steal my beer either. It was too hot in that fucking room, and I was like, no! <laughs> it's the only thing keeping me upright. <laughs> no, you carny fuck! <laughs> <laughs> I should have said that. Uh, hindsight is 2020. But, oh. uh... I also watched Takeover and uh, SummerSlam this year. Okay, so this I knew that I I, I say intentionally didn't watch it. I wasn't planning on watching it in any capacity. So let's do the uh, you tell me what happened on WWE pay per views. That's a new segment we have once a month now. Uh, Velveteen Dream came out and nobody like applauded him. Like there was one person clapping. So uh, nobody in the fake crowd applauded him. There was no fake crowd for this one. This oh, yeah, was, it was back a Thunder at the performance Dome. center. No, oh, this okay. was at the performance center still. So like everyone like the all the NXT plants were like pretty much quiet for him. And then they sent him from the ladder through a table, so he might be written off TV again. Maybe. But uh then uh what's his face? Karrion Cross beat Keith Lee for the NXT title. Who's the uh, North American champion now? Oh, uh, Damien Priest. Okay. Uh, he got into a hot tub with two uh, of-age consenting women. And Triple after H. He, after he won the title. Yeah, yeah. That's That's literally... I don't know who that is. That's literally all I know of that, is that whoever is the North American champion had a picture taken with Triple H in a hot tub. Yeah, there were two attractive uh, of-age women there. And I was just like, yep. That's what I would do in this situation, too. I would get, like, some real... Make them real milfy. <laughs> like, go, just, like go, get Ivory and her best friend or something. You go the other way with it, too, and you get the, the uh, Miss NWO pageant contestants. Yeah, I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Before... I would, a quick, only because it reminded me of the, uh, the Medusa spot... On uh, BT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Hangman, uh, Medusa's going to meet uh, Hangman and Kenny Omega in the hallway. And Kenny Omega and Hangman are playing it off like it's actually like Greek mythology Medusa. So she's got a head full of snakes and she turns you to stone with a gaze. Yeah. So they're like looking away from her and then like they're talking for a little bit and she's like, oh yeah, let's go back to my room. I have some Jack Daniels there. And Hangman turns and looks at her and gets turned to stone. (laughs) (laughs) And then she takes his title. Yeah, she took his title. She held it over the trash can too. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) I didn't even put that together when I watched it, too. That's the worst part. I was like, like, that's the whole entire reason the sketch happened. (laughs) All right, back to to NXT. Oh, that's all I was going to mention. Is that all that happened? Well, I know why why Keith Lee lost the title. Yes, exactly. He was going to the main roster. He he looks like a cheerleader uh, cheerleader now. I saw a picture of it. (coughs) Vince already wants to cover his body. 
Yes, I was. That's exactly what I told the chat. I was just like, I need you to put on a shirt like Ric Flair at the last Nitro to cover that fat. Like literally, the the fucking thing that makes him good. It's not the thing that makes him good. He it's a, it's something he looks different from everyone else. He's yeah. not even like that like fat. He's just like a well built man. He's so fucking thick. Yes, exactly. Like I don't have a problem with him not wearing a shirt. Like his NXT attire was fine. Yeah. <clears throat> like watch it. Like him and fucking like him and Lesnar is convincing together. Oh, exactly. They're like same height. Uh, Keith Lee's thicker than him. Yeah. Lester is more muscular, but, you know, it's a good contrast. It's like, why you gotta do that? You gotta ruin Keith Lee. Like, the fucking, like, literally, like, the one shining thing that you have going on in your entire company right now. Like, the one thing you can show to people and be like, see, we're doing this. And you're gonna <laughs> fucking ruin it right off the bat. I mean, let's think about this. Samba Simba. They put uh, Rod Simmons in the gladiator gear. I mean, they're not strangers to taking the, the black guy and being like, <laughs> you know. But who else gets WWE. who else gets called up and has to have such a like a significant gear change? Uh, I, I mean, they made remember. the they made the, the Viking Raiders a little more cartoony. Oh, they made them a lot more cartoony. They're looking though. Uh. I don't know. And they're fat guys. Vince just they're hates fat, fat guys. guys. That's why Kevin Owens got such a push when he came up. He was a fat guy that knew he had to wear a shirt. I mean, like, Otis is a fat guy, and he's Mr. Money in the Bank. He's still not cashed that thing in and not one? Nope. Maybe, that's why. Maybe that's why they, he only wants one fat guy. Maybe. That could be it. Well, but, we'll, call, uh, we'll call him Black Otis. But SummerSlam, I, I, I do like the Thunderdome. I do like like the presentation that they have. I think it's really sweet. Um, it got abused uh, on Raw. There was uh, three incidents of people doing really bad things in the crowd. What are really bad uh, things? Okay, first thing 88? was someone put, uh, well, someone was wearing a Ku Klux Klan full attire. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yep. Um, and then there was someone who used the picture, the last taken photograph of Chris Benoit. So okay. Chris Benoit was in the crowd watching. <laughs> I, at least at least that's clever. Um, at least that's clever would, and not so, super racist. Something I would have done in my 20s. Yeah. Not, not anymore, but something I would have done back then because I was a weirdo. Um, but then the worst thing that, that happened was someone put up uh, a full-on execution video of a dude getting his head chopped off. Oh, is it the, the the classic one? It's one of the one I I I don't watch them, but it's uh I I remember Dimmick sent it to me before, and I was just like, "What the fuck is this? What am I watching?" He's like, "Oh, it's a good old decapitation video." And then the guy gets his head ripped off, and I'm like, "Why would like why I'm zero interest in seeing this fucking shit?" Yeah, he's a deathmatch freak. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind the death matches, but uh, I've seen it before. And it was the same one. I was just like, "Oh yeah," like it's pretty awful that someone would put that on. Like, you know, like 
I don't get why someone would even do that, to be honest with you. Or the Ku Klux Klan thing. Like, have the uniform, wear it during wrestling. Like, it just, ugh. Fucking too many assholes in this goddamn country. There's way too many. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, and also, like... It's to be expected with wrestling fans. Kind of. Like... That's why we can't have nice things. I think the wrestling can't are... ha- can't have nice things. You don't see this shit happen in NBA games. No, 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 nothing like that. You you might see like a dog. Yeah, in, in the spot for us in the shot for a second, you know. But for the most part, they're NBA fans and they they want to see they want to watch the game and not cause any problems. Yeah, they did cheer the baby faces and boo the heels. Well, I think the home team selects the crowd for the game. I think so too. So that's that's the that's the big advantage. <laughs> no, so um, season ticket holders and family get them. I only know because I got a, a buddy who uh, from his group they have they had uh, two people do the Celtics games or one person. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, um, but like the the home team will get their people to be in the screens. You know, that's how it's set up. <laughs> Well, just, really? How about you just make it fucking TVMA, you put Raw on at midnight, we'll just see what happens. Well, I mean, like, I haven't, I don't even watch Raw. Like, I didn't watch any of it. This was all explained to me today. We're, we're recording on Tuesday. Yeah, we, um, you have no idea how lucky you are. This podcast is coming out, listener. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a blessing. But, uh, yeah, as, as far as SummerSlam goes, like, the best thing about the pandemic is... And this is a Chris Cicchini line. I'm, I'll credit him. Uh, the best thing about the pandemic is that WWE went back to like three-hour pay-per-views. I was about to say, how long was it? Seven to ten. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like, I do not need this to be a fucking Lord of the Rings marathon. Like, I, for one day of pay-per-view watching over like seven, eight hours. Like, I will get sick of it. Especially WWE. But uh, three hours, Perfect. You're in, you're out. The only bad part was that, like, there was a lot of, like, good wrestlers that were let off the card in favor of Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose, which wasn't even a hair versus hair match anymore. It was a loser leaves town match. (laughs) Okay, so let's go in order on the card, and I want to give my opinions on it, having no idea what actually goes on on the storylines, and then you can tell me what happened. Okay. Uh, first match was Asuka versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's title. Okay, that was probably pretty good. I, was probably, I imagine that's a good opening match. In theory. Yeah, it was, re- it was really good. Okay, I have, no, I have no qualms with that. Me neither. Um, the storyline here was Asuka was challenging for the Raw Women's title and then won the Battle Royal to challenge for the SmackDown Women's title. So she got two title shots. So Asuka wrestled twice? Oscar wrestled twice. Okay, lost, did... lost to Bailey, beat Sasha later in the night. Okay. Um, the Sasha match was the better of the two matches, in my. But opinion. they were both good. They were both good. They both told the story of Sasha was willing to sacrifice for Bailey. Bailey was not willing to sacrifice for Sasha. So they're going the they're taking the fucking long road on. They took Sasha. they took the scenic route to get that. I mean, we're match. talking we're talking two years. We're yeah. talking Hogan Sting. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Okay. They're going to Hogan Sting and they turned Bailey heel to do it. 
So they really uh, turned to they turned to both heel. Yeah, but Sasha had been heel. She's kind of big showy with the heel turns. <laughs> but like Bailey had like no heel tendencies at all in her, other than she took a victory when Sasha Bailey, crutched Bailey was Charlotte so in the much, boob. She was so much better as a babyface. I like the I like the uh, heel Bailey though. Heel Bailey is fine. I do not like the music. I'm yeah, but then when, then when she goes song. back to the red and yellow, it'll get a big pop, brother. Brain. <laughs> yeah, she. Yeah, she needs to have the like full red cowboy boots phase. <laughs> She's government inspected, U.S. grade. But uh, the next match. That's was... a lot worse when it's about a woman. <laughs> well, it's not sexist if I'm saying about women and men. It's true. You know, because I said okay. about Hogan, it's his the, lyrics to his song. So, it, during this pandemic, does that mean they figured out how to use Asuka correctly? Yes. Asuka is wrestling good matches and being used correctly. She's yeah. one of the highlights of WWE's pandemic era. Good. Because <laughs> I really feel like that that wasn't going to work out, too. Like, how do you fuck that up, eh? But about time they booked the Japanese wrestle correctly. Yeah. Can't fuck two of them. It only took like 40 tries. 40 tries, and they really did their best to fuck that one up, too. Ugh. Um, but yeah, the next one was Street Profits versus uh, Andrade and Angel Gaza for the tag titles, the raw tag titles. Um, Chiquiti, again, said, I'll credit him for this line, uh, the raw tag team titles might be the thing I'm interested least in all of the scope of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> the only people that have won those titles that are interesting to me at all are either they're not, TNA or, or they're, they're, they're TNA or AEW or they're the fucking Viking Raiders and are not in the match. Yep. Yep. Um meh. Yeah, that sounds meh. But then there was the Sonya versus Mandy. Mandy match. So and, why did uh, they change it to it from a hair match, or did they just not explain that they did it? They, they, I didn't watch the the show where it happens, but I think it had to do with the break in, and they need to give Sonya some time off to deal with the the legal issue of oh, someone trying yeah. to kidnap her. That's I, I forgot about that. Which so fuck. I, so yeah, I, I, I understand the. Re- I can sympathize like the, with that. The real reason, yeah, why they changed it around and stuff, but. At, at the same time, like, there were so many people who were left off this card that should have been on it. You know, AJ, Hardy, um, Nakamura, Cesaro, Kevin Owens. Yeah, but this was, was like a... The list goes on and on. This is a storyline that people cared about, though, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't care about it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it could have been a payoff and a... Of SmackDown episode is what I'm saying. Okay, zero stars. It was it was fine for a match. Uh, you know, Mandy's obviously green, so she doesn't know like how to sell. Really hilarious table spot. Um, Mandy was trying to set up a table, couldn't really do it. Took a really long time for her to set it up, and uh, yeah, it was. I was like, oh, this is gonna be on Botchamania for the table stuff, and it will be. I'm sure it will be. It won't be the door. 
Because <laughs> then the table, I don't think the table was even used, to be honest with you. <laughs> Dude, this is I, next I, to I, I think I think Sony Deville just threw it to the side, and I was like, Bob, oh, man, he spent so much time to set that up. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that got scrapped. Um, now, but moving on. Oh, so SummerSlam was in the, the Thunderdome. I don't like calling yes. it the Thunderdome. Yeah. Had the uh, CGI it'd they, crowd. It'd be better if they called it the Lightning Cube. But I think yeah. that's TNA's. I think that's TNA's what they're calling it. <laughs> Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Could have fooled What's me. What's the Lightning Cube doing in the Impact Zone? <laughs> okay, so after that, uh, that's when uh, we had Dominique Mysterio versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins came out in. Uh, his version of Rey Mysterio Halloween Havoc 97 attire. So what was his version of that? It, he was just wearing like all purple. And okay. It, it so he was similar. just like he was just like Seth Rollins but he had the same color scheme? Yes. Okay. So that was Did, his entrance attire and then he just wore the pants during the match. On a side note, um, Rey Mysterio's WCW theme song would be a good theme song for Seth Rollins now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it would. <laughs> uh, good match. Dominic Mysterio, his wrestling attire was basically AJ Styles' entrance attire because it had a hood, but he wrestled in it. And the okay. hood kept on like flopping forward and then he'd like push it back. And I'm like, why do you have the hood? So it's just. It's, it's, it's his Jake Hager elbow pad. Kind of. But, like, it was just like, why don't you have that, like, as something that you don't wear during the match, but you have during your entrances? Like how AJ Styles does it. Um, how everyone how, else does it. How was the match? It was fine. Uh, Seth, it was too reliant on the kendo sticks, in my opinion. I mean, it was like a street fight, so I guess that's to be expected. But was it was the street fight aspect the only reason that Dominic had a chance in it? Uh, yeah, I guess because no DQ. Is he getting booked uh, like Zach Gowan? I felt like he was getting booked like uh, David Flair because they showed an episode of uh, SmackDown or Raw before this happened where he got beaten with kendo sticks, and I'm like, oh, that's what, exactly what the NWO did to David Flair before they initiated him. David Flair would have been such a better fucking comparison for me to say. Yeah. <laughs> such a, like a spot on. Okay. Uh, I, wasn't sure if, like, I wasn't sure if Seth he could work really or good. not. Yeah, he could work. He's, he's you know, he's got it, but I think he needs to adjust his ring attire and work needs with little, people who aren't little, main eventers. Needs a little seasoning? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, but like, also, he, it's just such a, mis- a mismatch. Like, dude's first match against someone who's been main eventing for six years. Yeah. So, it's, you, you knew who was going to win before the match even started. And that was sort of the main thing I took away from this, is that, like, Seth was just talking a whole lot during the match, taunting Rey Mysterio. It gets old. Like, I kind of feel like Seth is doing too much of that. He's doing too much CM Punk Strange Society talking and not enough CM Punk, Summer of Punk. He's doing too much of the Gaga. Yeah, too much Gaga. <laughs> you gotta reel it back. Yeah, this isn't Blues playlist. 
you know, and it's just for my taste. This is my opinion. You could, uh, you, everyone else could feel differently about it, but that's just my opinion. All right. What was after that? Uh, then it was, I think, Asuka versus Sasha. And that was the better of the two Asuka matches? Yeah, not by much either. And, you know, but in my opinion, it was the better booked story. It was the better storyline for the match where Bailey found herself in the same exact spot that Sasha took a hit for Bailey in the previous match, but Bailey kind of backed off it and saved herself instead. Okay. So. My opinion, this was the better of the two matches, but not by by sea hair, you know. Uh, and then it was Orton versus uh, McIntyre, which I think they're booking McIntyre to just be uncircumcised Triple H at this point. Is that because he's European? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they gave him Paul Burchill's music because his music has like uh, a sword chink ching thing before the. The music plays now. Jesus Christ. And you can really yeah. tell the details in the fucking theme songs now? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, was it any good? It was just a normal... Match Orton. of the night, in my opinion. Makes sense. Uh, or- Orton doesn't win, so it's not too offensive. They can both work. The story was like they're both working hard, and then like it was basically a matter of who's going to hit their finish first. And so like Orton went for a punt, missed. Uh, Gallo... Uh, uh, McIntyre went for the uh, the Claymore, missed. Orton went for an RKO, missed, and then it was a roll-up finish. And I was like, ah, you know, see, you, nobody hit a finish. You had a one-two-three, uh, good match, solid. I can I can, I can uh, picture them just having a good wrestling match, no fucking storyline behind it. Yeah, I mean, it was just. So a solid match where it was the whole time they're talking about who's gonna hit the finish first, and then they swerved you, and nobody hit a finish at all. And that's like a it's like a Kenny Omega New Japan match. Uh, not as good, but it was yeah, still fun. Much shorter, still fun. much much shorter, <laughs> still really entertaining. Uh, match of the night, in my opinion. It so it's New Japan Kenny, not DDT Kenny. Yeah, not as DDT Kenny was. I don't know if you've seen that uh, Abushi match, but <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. That's the that's uh, the BTE thing too. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't pick that up at all. It was dry. I made sure it was just dry as possible. Um, but uh, did did the Big Stro wrestle on this? Strowman against the Fiend was the main event. Fiend won. Did he win the title? Win the won, won the title back. Uh, Strowman tore up the ring with a box cutter, and it was it, it, this was my very insensitive line that I told to Dan uh, and and Chikini in our chat. Um, someone on commentary was like, "He's got a box cutter. What's he gonna do with that?" And I was like, "Hijack a plane." <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. Very insensitive. Uh, I realized I mean, it was 19 that. years ago almost to the day. Yeah, still. I felt kind of icky saying it, but it's still kind of funny. Yeah, 9-11 I mean, I mean, jokes like, are the new dead baby jokes. 
we're living in a time when there's like almost two hundred thousand dead Americans because of a pandemic. So two thousand, not kind of a drop in that bucket. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much having a nine eleven a day. Pretty much. That's <laughs> what it feels like, anyway. Uh, but that was SummerSlam uh, overall. Solid. Did, oh, uh, it sounds like before, a C plus. Before before we end that segment, Roman Reigns came back and uh, speared everybody, and uh, he's looking fit, cut, and he's got a new set of choppers. He's got new teeth. Yes, <laughs> he's got like, he's got like the rich people teeth now that look like super super impossibly white. Were his teeth fucked up in the first place? I didn't think so. I thought he had a pretty normal set of teeth. Before. Did you just see like Ric Flair talking on something and say like, alright, we need fake ones. <laughs> Maybe he was like, ah, if I do this now, I'm out. When I come back, you know, it'll be fine. But yeah, he definitely looks like he has like real estate agent teeth from the episode of Family Guy where Brian Griffin got fake teeth. Yes. Yeah, okay. exactly. But uh, yeah, so that's that's the wrestling that happened this weekend. The wrestling that happened this weekend. So it sounds like SummerSlam was fine. Not offensive. Inoffensive, short, to the point. Uh, I would give it a B. Oh, all the way to a B. Yeah, there's some matches I don't give a shit about, and I'll probably never rewatch this, but the Thunderdome's a better aesthetic than what they had before, and uh, I want to say four of the matches were uh, above, were a uh, three or above. I mean, that's really all you could ask for at this point. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't, I don't watch much WWE anymore either. So there was no uh, MVP. Bobby. Oh, Lashley. that happened. That happened at uh, the pre-show, but I didn't watch it. Okay. Uh, Apollo Cruz defended the U.S. title. Oh, I didn't say my my thing. Uh, they have this thing called Retribution, which is like a bunch of masked uh, people destroying the sets and stuff. And I was like, this is just what Republicans think of Antifa. Like, that's their whole gimmick. Without saying it, they're like causing riots and throwing like uh, fucking Molotov cocktails and shit. And I'm like, oh, you're trying, you're trying to make your own Antifa... The, Repu- the way Republicans view Antifa stable. Oh, I can't wait to see how that comes off. Yeah, it's... Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Shit like that, why I'm not going to watch them, probably. So, uh, I, I, today, big news in the life of Chris Casares. Ground-shaking event. I got the 900th Korok Seed in Breath of the Wild. I saw that. It was pretty early. <laughs> Did you sleep last night and... Oh, yeah, I'm sleeping, like, normal hours. Okay. Like, I'm falling asleep at, like, 10 and waking up at, like, 6.30. You just knocked that out, like, first thing in the morning, then. I, I, was, I played for, like, five hours yesterday. When you said you this was getting pushed off to tomorrow, I was like, okay, I am playing Breath of the Wild for the rest of the day. Yeah, uh, history in the life of fucking John Aubrey for this. We'll give a make a sandwich. Casares will be the bread and I'll be the inside. We were supposed to record this yesterday. My internet went down at the beach for the entire day, so it was just fucking pointless to try to record it. Yeah. And then today I was supposed to go to back to Woburn and do another in-person guy. 
because I ended up, I was working the same job the same way that I did last Monday, so I was going to do it the same way. And then I fucking decided to wake up and have a goddamn seizure and had to go to the fucking hospital today, so. So now we're doing it the same way as normal, because at least I got the internet back. If there's any cut, if there's any consolation as to how today went, we've got the internet. Yeah, and obviously we all hope you're doing okay now. I want all the thoughts and all the fucking prayers and vitamins. I didn't want to say it, but yes. I want thoughts, said, prayers, I'm, and vitamins. And drinking your milk. So, um, well, to pick this back up. Um, yeah, you do the other half of the bread. My reward for collecting all 900 Karak seeds in Breath of the Wild was a golden poo. And I got that, and so now I have a golden poo in my inventory screen. So it does nothing; it just sits there. I can't even select it to make it a bit to pull up the image a little bit to make it bigger. It's just that—that's all I have now. But still, in the but sense of accomplishment, I—I I took a video of it because these events must be documented. <laughs> I didn't want to say that on the video, though, so I didn't. Um, yeah, pretty much like. 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning i was like oh yeah i found it after playing for probably like 45 minutes like you didn't get any of that beforehand where i went to bed with 899 and i was like i don't know where the fuck this could be and then like 45 minutes and i was like you know it's probably like right where i started and i just missed one and sure enough that's exactly what happened uh, so i just went back there and like ran around for 10 minutes and i was just like Hey, that's a little ledge right there. <laughs> Flew down, and then my mask thing gave the alert. And I was like, "Yes!" <laughs> that's what I. So that's when I picked up my phone and started recording it. <laughs> it's uh, it, it's a, a great moment of triumph. Nine hundred of those fucking things. If every Three one of those and a thing, half years. If every one of those things was a second, that would be nine hundred seconds, you're, which would be a right. hundred. And 50 minutes. Oh, I've been playing that game. I, there's over 50 hours recorded of that game. There's probably closer to 60, 70 hours. Well, I didn't think you were finding one a second either. Yeah. It. This was, like I said, three and a half years. Uh, at the start of the pandemic, I had about 100 to go. And every day, especially since sports came back, uh, I've been watching a lot of NHL and NBA. Those have been my two main things. I watched the NBA for the first time on Sunday, and I didn't realize that they'd started the Stanley Cup second round early because all the series had ended. Yeah. Um, I could have watched two things. Um, Bruins are playing Tampa tonight, game two. And actually, they're playing right now uh, as we're recording this, but, you know, hopefully yeah. they're doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> they won the other night. The um, Celtics figured out that you just have to murder the second best player on a team and you can start whooping them. <coughs> oh, did you see the way uh, yeah. Paris on uh, the 76ers landed? He just looked like his forehead kissed the mat, uh, the, the floor. He's, he's fucking hard way, too. Oh, 100%. It wasn't anyone's fault. He got his legs caught up with another guy, and that shit happens. But he landed, didn't protect himself at all, and just headbutted the ground. I was like, there's no way he doesn't have a concussion. I, that's what I think. He might have a concussion. Like, he definitely has a concussion. Like, there's no way he doesn't. They're letting you him back out in the field. They uh, should have never the let him. They, should, they shouldn't have let yeah. him play, but I think. Yeah. Like, man, like, 
Let me go out on top. We're gonna we're getting swept. I I really like Tobias Harris. No, yeah, he's. A, I think the Seventy Sixers were a good team. They were just sort of outmatched because they really do only have one scorer on the team. He's probably. He's not the best. He's not going to be the best or even second best player in any team that's any good. I just think he's like. I like him as a dude. Yeah, he's like a seven footer who can just. Oh no, Harris. I mean, like he's more of a two way player that you need. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's his face? Um, Embiid. Embiid. Thank you. Um, he's really good. He just gets. T- he can't play as much as he did. You know. No, he's he was out of shape too. He's out of shape, but like he can't be he can't be playing forty minutes. You know, he's my he's he, my favorite he's my favorite player in the league. <laughs> uh, Tatum for me, that kid's just got it. I would like to get Kemba Walker's shoes. <laughs> Kemba had a good series too. He had he's a good game. Better. He scored like thirty five on Sunday. Yeah, um, he was second threes like no tomorrow. Um, Hopefully they don't have to play Miami because Miami's really good at the three-point shot. But they're playing Toronto next. I mean, I, I would with if they play Miami, that means that Miami beat Milwaukee, right? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, so they're not playing Miami. <laughs> but they they look good in uh, the seeding games. But uh, the NHL, yeah, the Bruins are, you know, I Rask left and the Bruins are like, all right, let's try now. Yeah. Like, all right. It's, it's for reals. And uh, they got up 3-0 and they won 3-2 the other night against Tampa, which I was surprised by. Speaking of Tuca, did you see what Luca did? That's a nice Luka little who? rhyme. Doncic? Uh, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, the game after the Celtics game was Dallas and the Clippers. Yeah. And he hit that fucking the three in overtime to beat the Clippers. I, didn't see they, that. I think Dallas is up 3 1, in that, or they're tied 2 2 in that series. Interesting. Or they're up 3 1. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, it was a crazy <laughs> shot. It wasn't crazy. It was just like a, a long ass three for the win. Like what Tatum hit the other night with the clocks, like uh, the, the yeah, because he didn't co- bank it shot in. Clock running down. He didn't bank it in, and it was for the actually for the win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, during like what sports are on, I'll, I'll play a little bit of Breath of the Wild and put that Korok mask on and run around and try to find the seeds. And over the span of the past like five months, that paid off, and I I've got them all. But like I basically like quarantine a zone and be like I could only be in this block for the next like two hours, and so that's how I found them. I was like I limited my perimeter, and sort of just covered like every inch of ground until I got like an alert that there was a Kurok nearby. I've been trying to beat Buzz on Hot Shots Golf. Uh, I can't help you there. Um. I'm not. I'm no good at golf games. Apparently, I'm not either. That's too bad. Have you this tried uh, Baseball Stars yet? The SNK game. No, I've played that game before. It's a good game, but I haven't started anything. Uh, I probably should. I probably will. I don't know. Find a 
being home a few more days than I planned on. I probably end up playing some of Baseball Stars or something. I started playing the original Legend of Zelda randomizer. Very, I'm very good at that. <laughs> I'm not as good as the original because, like the original, I just have like a a routine I do. But in this, like, I just find all the caves I can get into and yeah, burn you all have, the bushes. There's a routine that you do because you've played the game so many times. Yeah, like I, I have my own like sort of path that I follow, whereas uh, in this game, you just sort of have to like find all the caves and get bombs and get the 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 candle to burn the bushes, and that's sort of how you get your, all your power-ups. So then by the time you get to level one, you already got like a ton of shit, so... And then level one could give you like the red ring, so you could be like, have like the best shield power in the, in the game. So, like right off the bat? Like right off the bat, yeah. This seems to be like one of the fun things that happens on randomizers when you get a weapon you shouldn't have very early in the game. The Link to the Past one's the best for that, because, like, the first chest you open could be, like, the Master Sword. And you're like, ha, all right. <laughs> Let's knock this fucker out. Yeah. But then, like, I've gone through that game, and, like, it backloaded all the power-ups, so I had to go through the game super, like, weak. I still did it, because I'm the fucking man at that game, but... Uh, that was that. That one kind of sucked, because, like, you're in Bowser's castle, and then you're getting all the power-ups that you should have gotten... Like five levels ago, and you're like, I don't even need this shit. <sighs> Is there anything else we need to cover? Uh, probably, but you know, we're at fifty-eight minutes now. Yeah, something like so. that. Is there? Any, I feel like there was one other thing we could. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't. Know, who fucking cares? Uh. What are we leaving them with? What did we do last week? NWO? I did NWO, yeah. Okay. Um, have we put Shinsuke on here yet? 